Second and victory. What is up, people? It is officially game week for the Tennessee Titans. Turn this up on your radio, your headphones, wherever you're listening to. The second and victory podcast is back for some real regular season football. We are so stoked that it's back and excited to get into it with y'all. My name is Austin Nelson. I'm with Brett Batcher and Chris Carter. What's up, boys? Let's go. What's going on, bro? It's game week. Like, the, it's fun to talk about the draft and training camp, and off-season, all that stuff's cool because it's stuff that you look forward to. Each each part of the season has its like own little, you know, you're excited for different things. But all that is over with. Everything you get excited for up until th- this point is is what it is. So it's officially game week. All that stuff, all that stuff was just build up. Exactly. And now exactly. we're here. I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. Uh, the New York Giants are in town, If uh, for those that didn't know. Uh, starting the year off with the NFC, NFC East team. Um, I was excited for it when I saw the schedule. But when's the last time? When's the last time we started with an NFC East team? NFC East? Oh, it have to be. And I okay. Before I say it, because we we started with Minnesota a couple years ago. Um, y'all remember that Cowboys game where they came in here and whooped our ass? Oh man, was, I forgot about that. I forgot. Like twenty what fourteen sixteen? Yeah, I think it was like somewhere around that, that time. It was during the, the I know dark, dark ages. Yeah, yeah, the very dark ages. But yeah, I think that's uh, you're right about that. So, I mean, it's extremely exciting. Um, obviously, this roster looks a lot different than it did last year. But you know, a lot of things to be excited for, and uh, some things that we'll dive into of what will look a little different in 2022. Uh, but hey, I want to start with this. We kind of just talked about it, a very dark moment in, I think, 2014. I think that's the year when the Titans got their butt spanked by the Cowboys. But I want to talk about the, the bright moments. Maybe it's not a bright moment. Maybe it's a, it's a game that they lost, but you just remember it. It's your favorite opening day moment. But I want to get y'all's take on your favorite Titans week one opening day moment. I mean, I, I think with me, uh, mine is a little bittersweet. Not the game itself. The game itself is awesome. But uh, it's kind of bittersweet uh, past that. And, and that was the uh, Titans-Bucks, uh, mariota Jameis Winston matchup in their first games as pros. Uh, Mariota looked incredible. Uh, but the bittersweet is that, obviously, everything didn't play out that way with his career. Uh, but hell of a way to start it. Hell of a way to start that season. Um, yeah, I think, I think that would have to be mine. That's a good one. That, that was going to be mine, maybe. I had a backup just in case, and I'm just going off of recent memory here. But a couple years ago, when the Titans traveled to Cleveland and just annihilated the Browns in Cleveland, 43-13, I go, you talk about no better way to start the season. That wasn't too long after Cleveland came to – I believe that was after Cleveland came to Nashville and the Titans blew the lead to Brian Hoyer and the Browns, uh, that halftime lead. So going back to Cleveland – Everybody had a great game, 43-13 final. You couldn't ask for a better week one start than that. Both were on my list. Uh, both very memorable memorable games. And especially, I mean, it's, it's recent memory. 
So that's that's why it's so memorable to us these last couple of years. Um, I mean, you can go back that that uh, game in Kansas City back in 2014. So we were wrong about that, uh, Brett. 2014, and honestly, now I'm looking yeah. at it. I don't think Dallas was a week one game. I don't see it. No, I think it was the home opener. That might have been the home opener. It could have been that. Um, I remember getting there. At, this this was the home opener in New England. That was the Aaron Hernandez game. Do you remember that 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 like meme that goes around? Ryan around Mouton. Mouton. And, yeah. And then this he tackled Aaron Hernandez and said, <laughs> and Aaron Hernandez <laughs> said, I'll kill you. And Ryan said, Little did I know. It has an all-time – all oh, name. my gosh. It still pops up every now and then. Oh, yeah, I've seen it on, on Instagram time to time. Yeah, that's, a, that's an all-time meme. Um, it, guys, if I – I mean, I'd, I'd have to agree. It's either it's either the Mariota game or uh, or the uh, that Cleveland butt whooping a few years back. Just because I dominated in that 2019 year, that was a lot of a lot of hope and a lot of confidence that this team could have. You know, it was like the, the last year for Mariota. Could he get over the hump? Um, and, you know, a couple weeks later – the torches passed to Tannehill. Uh, but that was such a fun game because they go to Cleveland and, and just absolutely annihilate them. Um, but I'd probably go with with the Mariota game too. Such a fun game. And I mean, it was over by halftime pretty much. James, Dude, it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Jameis Winston's first pick was a pick six. The first pass was first throw. First, first throw. NFL pass was a pick six to Cody Sensible. Dude. Yeah, oh my God. That's wild. <clears throat> so, hey, and Marcus's first touchdown pass was to Kendall Wright. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, but the Titans have a six and six record since 2010 in, in home openers. Uh, so how can the Titans avoid a week one letdown like they did last season against the Cardinals? You don't play like you did last season against the Cardinals. Very, very. I mean, you, I, you know, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's key to just you got to come out ready to play, right? I mean, it's a matter of that team just. And, and you know, it was, we we had this discussion back then. Was it because none of them played in the preseason? Um, and obviously, we kind of saw that with most of the starters again this year. But, this season, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, these guys have to be ready. Um, I think Tannehill is going to come out fired up. But uh, just hearing him talk, and he, uh, you know, he spoke to the media today. Um, I think there's, I think there's a good chance that this team uh, has reflected back on how they started last season and want to change that. Well, Tannehill talked about the fire that he's got in his stomach too after the way last season ended. This, this might be the most motivated Tannehill has been in his entire career because now he knows one, his position is on the line, and two, last year's got such a bad taste in his mouth that he really wants revenge for it. Uh, Chandler Jones doesn't play for the Giants, right? <laughs> Correct. Oh, I'm just making sure. Correct. Because I don't want to watch uh, that. Hey, I do have a trivia question for y'all, real quick. Uh, this is courtesy of NFL on Fox. So we talked about the Titans. You said six and six, Austin, in their last yeah. twelve. Yep. And home openers or just season openers? Uh, home, uh, week one. Season. Okay. Open. Yeah. So when do you think the last time the Indianapolis Colts won a season opener was? You're asking this for a reason, so I'm going to say like 2014. Okay. I keep saying that number. So I'm just. I was thinking. I was thinking 2013. Uh, Chris, you're on fire with this trivia stuff, man. It's 2013. Nice. The last time the Colts won 2014, they lost to Denver. 2015, they lost to Buffalo. 16, lost to Detroit. 17 was the Chargers. 18, Bengals. 19, Chargers. 20, Jags. 21, Seahawks. And this year they start with 
the Houston Texans. So they'll win this. <laughs> what, what if? Dude, oh, my God. Will that, will that end the Colts' hype for everybody if they lose to the Texans? No. Do? No, because there'll be something happen to where some freak accident happened and it'll stay. Nothing's going to stop it until the, until the Titans' division, until the Titans secure the division. It's unreal, the hype. I've seen so much. Because um, this is the time of year for the predictions. And I said it a few weeks back on a podcast, but that the Titans fans need to not get so wrapped up this season with that kind of stuff of who's picking the Titans or who's picking the Colts. The NFL media, the 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 casual NFL fan, the people like us that do these podcasts, they are over talking about the Titans because there's the Titans give them every reason to talk about them, and then they go into the playoffs and let them down. Yep. The NFL just wants to wait and see what happens with the Titans. Will they actually go out and and beat the teams on their schedule like they have this year? A lot of good teams. If they go there's no beat, wait and see with the Colts. No, none. And but why? Like on paper, don't get it. they have like almost a worse roster than the Titans. They go and get a third-year-old quarterback. They have a great running back. I get that, but no weapons. What is the hype for? Okay, I had one to... one thing that bothers me, dude, is Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be going to be good, but he's not Jerry Rice right now. That's the one thing because they talk about so Michael I, Pittman, and he's good. Fan... But I want to give him time. I had my fantasy draft last night, and me and a guy in our league were talking about it. I mean, I think, I think Pittman's a really good wide receiver. I don't think he's a great wide receiver. One. Thank you, Chris. Like, if he had somebody great opposite of him, I think he'd be an absolute oh, stud in the league. Yes, he does. Alec Pierce. Have you not heard about? Him? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not heard about him? Is Alec oh, Pierce going to be wide receiver one? Let's hope so. Or two? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, time out, real quick. How was the uh, draft party last night? Yeah, so I got to I got to do my draft in a private suite at Nissan Stadium, uh, and it was awesome. Um, got to go see the locker room, go out on the field. Um, got to you know free free beverages, free food. Um, you went on the field. Yeah, yeah. It, it had been raining, so they didn't let us like go out on the field, but we were able to go like on the sideline and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a cool experience for sure. Was it your first time still on the field? Uh no, I've been on the field twice. Subtle, subtle flex from Chris. Yeah, I used to go. And I was first, the first time in the locker room with a, a locker set up though. They actually set up oh, Tannehill and Henry's Henry's locker for us to see. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was cool. Yeah. Did, so you did you did your draft like in the suite? Did you do it like on a board? Did they have like a TV set? So up? they they gave us this huge like, I mean probably like four foot tall by six foot wide draft board with stickers nice. and all of that. Um, we used it, but we also do all of ours like on a Google spreadsheet. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of tracked it that way, but we, we did both. We used the stickers and the, and the digital. So nice. yeah, that's cool. Very, very cool. Um, we're talking about Alec Pierce. That's the last thing I remember was Alec Pierce. Colt type. Nope. I don't want to get into Oh, that. speaking of that, did you see Jamie Erdahl today on Good Morning Football? Not even mentioned Derek Henry when she talked about back-to-back rushing titles in 40 years. She mentioned Emmett Smith, and then I think – I don't remember who the other they one is. They don't want to talk about us. They and don't want to talk about Derek. They don't Kay, want to. Kay Adams ain't there anymore, man. We get no love anymore. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, I'll be honest, even when she was there, man, it was so wishy Kyle Brand is the guy that holds it down. Because I would hope yeah, if you want Titans love, you need you need Kyle Brand and Diana Rossini on the show. Yeah. Schrager is so wishy-washy that he'll sometimes be formed and sometimes he's yep. off. It's just he, he's got a, I don't I don't know who Peter Schrager's team is, to be honest. 
because you know all these guys have have their favorite teams. Oh yeah, I'm not sure who his team is, but um, yeah, I, well, we're gonna hear about it all year long until you know we'll, we'll see. Obviously, how it plays out. If the Colts are who they say they are, um, I just don't see it happening. Uh, but I also know the Titans have to um, let their their play do the talking as well because nothing that Titans fans say on on social media is going to change anybody's opinion on on the team. Um, Never has. I mean, you you could argue that the team went backwards after losing AJ Brown. Now they lose our Harold, Harold Landry. We'll get into that in a little bit, but um, I think they you know. The one thing I do trust is the coaching staff and Mike Vrabel. Always. So that's the one thing I'm confident in week after week that they will be up. Um, now I haven't figured out which which game this season will be the jet like the jet the quote unquote Jets game where they lose that one. None of I haven't them figured that out yet. You know the Bengals None game. None of them. Years back. I hope we don't have one. Well, None guys, it's the Tennessee Titans. Talking. <laughs> How long we've been watching this franchise? It's gonna happen. Is it going to be the Texans? Maybe. Will it be the Reds? Uh, the oh, about calling the Redskins. The Commanders. It might be. There's going to be one game. I'm telling you right now. We'll be pissed I'll off. Be wrong. A few months. I just already yeah, know. I hope you're wrong. I hope it's not Week One either. That's just let's get that out the way. I hope it's <laughs> Dude, not the Giants. Too. I mean, I wasn't going to say that if it's that. Um. All right. So, uh, some exciting news before we get into the bad news. I'm talking about the exciting news. And I think it's exciting news. I think we're all excited for it. The Titans uh, brought in Josh Gordon about a week ago for a, a visit. And then we get the update that Josh Gordon has been signed. <laughs> the and I remember looking at my phone thinking, I think this is a good thing. Like, I, th- I think this is positive that Titans signed Josh Gordon. No, it is a good thing. He can help, right? But will he actually be elevated? Like, is he actually going to produce the Titans, Chris? Um. Is he going to produce for the Titans this Sunday? I don't know. I think he sees the field at some point. Maybe not this Sunday, but let's say yeah. – I, mean, I guess the better question is, will it actually work out? Like, is he going to stick? Will he be here all season? Um, I think he'll be here the whole season. Yeah. I think he get. I think he gets elevated to the 53 at some point. Um, listen, a, a, a 31-year-old Josh Gordon who has played minimum snaps over the last, what, five years – is better than Cody Hollister. I'm wow. sorry, Cody Hollister, but he is. Um, I, I think he. I think he gets elevated at some point. I. I would love to see him on the field this Sunday. Um, I. You know, I think he's going to have to contribute on special teams. Um, just because that's what, you know, the Titans want to see out of their back end uh, wide receivers. But, um, yeah. I mean, I. I think it's. I think it's a possibility. I don't know that we'll ever see you know a hundred yard game from him, but. Um, if he can, you know, if he can make some plays, move the chains, maybe catch a deep ball, uh, here and there, uh, I'd be excited. What, hey, what if Josh Gordon it was active and he rolled out his kick returner to start the season on Sunday? That'd be wild. He's not going to, but but that um, has never been his mo in his career. I don't, I don't see him. No, but it'd be cool. Uh, no, dude, I'm excited because I mean, it's again, it's a name. It's it's kind of like the whole – I mean, obviously, he's not Randy Moss, but it's the whole, like, holy cow, we got Randy Moss. It's kind of like, holy cow, we got Josh Gordon. And some of it might be, cause, might be because of what we know he can do, but will he do it, I think, is the real question. And I don't think he gets called up this week. I do think there's a, he's a better receiver than Golden Tate, obviously, um, as of now. I mean, because Golden Tate was not a good project here in Nashville because he never even came close to seeing the light of day on the field. 
And I think Josh Gordon can. He, he's, he's still – this is the first practice squad that he's been on. You know what I'm saying? So he's still been on active teams, actively playing. And the now, Chiefs, he catches, Chiefs wanted him back on their practice yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah, And he said this was a better situation. Now, somebody said the other day, is it a better situation because the Titans don't have as many receivers? Or is he just genuinely like it here? And I think it could be a mix. But, I mean, it's obviously a great signing, I think. I mean, what can yeah, I Yeah, I mean, and he's he's – 31 years old, but he doesn't have a lot of mileage. Like no. he's not a guy, obviously, with, with his his suspensions and stuff. He hasn't been, he's used been a lot. off the field more than he's been on the field. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has. Um just from seeing him these last couple of days in videos uh in the locker room, he's professional, it sounds like. It sounds like he's got his head on straight. Uh he seems eager. He wants to be, like you said, Chris, in Nashville. He picked the Titans over the Chiefs, going back to the Chiefs, and y'all know it's you know, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill. But I think, too, yeah. he's got a better um, opportunity here than he did in Kansas City. That, that's a kind of a loaded uh, receiving core, even, the, you know, the running backs they have, how they use their running backs. They catch at the backfield, too. So I don't know if he would have got a whole lot of playing time in Kansas City. So he actually does have a chance. And I think that's probably what his agent told him. Like, hey, if you can prove yourself and you, you can show them what you have in practice, you'll get elevated pretty fast. Um, For sure. So and, and another another thing about him is he's now a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. You know he brings that he brings at least a little knowledge of, yeah. of how how a team should operate in that regard to the locker room. So you know maybe some of our younger receivers can kind of take something from him. And I mean this is a guy. I mean he was an All Pro in 2013. Like at one point in his career, Josh Gordon was like a top five receiver. He had so he much had back oh to gosh, back 200 yeah. yard games. Back to back, no, two hundred yard games. That's wild. And this is a guy that was also playing for the uh, the what, what's the uh, the fan run team, the Zappers. The fan yeah, he played for the Zappers at yeah. yeah, for for you know Man's Bob Minnery. So for him to be back in the NFL after that was that's a that's a that's a you know a move in itself. So he said he might surprise some people. I hope he does. It would definitely benefit the Titans if so. And I actually oh, this going to going to be so loud if he scores a touchdown. Oh my God! Absolutely, I think. I mean, obviously, fans already want to see him elevated, uh, but I think you know that's not how. Give it time. Jay Robin, the Titans work. So I obviously, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we'll see though. You know, do they do they do they uh, demote Joey Chestnut? Joey Chestnut, not Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Damn it! Joey Chestnut. Boy, he's about to eat a glizzy on Sunday, isn't he? <laughs> Why is his name? <laughs> Cody Hollister? No, the running back. Uh, oh, Julius. Julius. Yes. Julius. Yeah, I had the J right. Because we talked about a few weeks ago, Julius Chestnut's probably the, like the 30, 53rd guy on the roster. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Him or Kevin Strong, I think, or R53. Oh, my gosh. Did you yeah, have Julius Chestnut playing from the Titans? Yeah. Um, he might, we'll he might be able to throw some bodies around. We'll on, see. You know. But I did ask oh, you guys, I, mean, what, like, I, I don't know if it's too premature to even ask this question, but like, what does a Josh Gordon stat line look like on the year? 25 catches? 30 20, catches? Yeah, 25 is kind of where my mind was going. Twenty. I mean – 200 yards, 300 yards? That's, you know, that's less than two catches a game. I think that's realistic. Yeah, he had 32 yards in Kansas City last year. How many games, though? 12. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 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 
and he had five receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. 32 yards in 12 games? 32 yards in 12 games. Started in seven of them. He started seven games and ended up with five what? catches. Yes. No yep. way. That's yeah, insane. Wow. Yeah, I know. Was he oh. a decoy? They just using him Had as a decoy? I mean, Had to have been. Ugh. All right, so I did talk about that. There was some, you know, some sad news after the good news, and that is the Titans have lost Harold Landry for the season due to a torn ACL. Um, I don't think it can be understated how how much of an impact Harold Landry has on that defense. Oh my gosh, um, the versatility. Uh, I mean, the man just got paid. He went out there last year, proved his worth, earned that contract with a hell of a year, and now a week before the season. I mean, I mean, he's effectively been an Iron Man throughout his career. Like the guy just doesn't miss games, doesn't miss plays, and then this happens. I think the numbers. Did he play eighty-eight percent of the snaps last year? Yeah, no, he played like nine. nine. He was ninety-two. He was like nine hundred and ninety-seven snaps or something like that. That's insane. After playing over a thousand the year before. And I think this this defense their 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 makeup is that it's next man up. I. I I want to believe that because you lose Harold Landry doesn't mean that the the season is a is a wash now. I don't think that's right. the case means. Um, I do think guys like Rashad Weaver and definitely Bud Dupree with the contract he's getting, that's the guy. Yeah, that, he, he better step up. That's the guy that has to step up the most. I think if if Bud doesn't give you um, double at, digit at least double digit sacks at least. I mean, if he's close to it, if it's if it's now. I don't want to say at least because if he gives you eight nine and you can get eight nine from three other guys, I think you're gonna you, you'll make up uh, Landry's uh, production. But if you're gonna get two three four sacks out of out of Bud Dupree, I think you, know, you need at least seven. He's not the guy you you paid uh, or you no. thought you hoped he'd be when you paid him. Um, so it it definitely hurts. Just again, it's Harold Landry. It's, it's a very likable guy. It's a guy that was one of your leaders on the defense. Um. But it is what it is now, and I, again, yeah. I think it's kind of it's kind of you know a committee by approach. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of Rashad Weaver. I think we're going to see a lot of Ola Adani. I think we're going to see a lot of Danico off the edge there. Um, Anini? I I I think we'll see Anini at some point. I think they want to get him more work, but um, I think it's going to come down to you know it's it's a situation where Harold wasn't just a pass rusher. Like he did, he was so versatile and so did so many things, even dropping in coverage at times when, you know, we hated that he was having to be put in coverage, but um, he's capable. Um, I don't know if Rashad Weaver is capable of dropping into coverage. I mean, he's a bigger guy. He's kind of that, uh, that, you know, big build edge rusher, as opposed to, to a Landry who's, who's that athletic build um, edge, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what, what Vrabel and staff cook up uh, to replace him. Well, the one thing that we can kind of um, discuss is that they did have Danico Autry listed as an outside linebacker on the unofficial depth chart. I thought that was yeah. very interesting. After telling Reporters that same day that they're not the same player and he doesn't play that position. 
There's not, no way he drops back in covers, though. No, no, no way. He'd also no. have to drop about thirty pounds. And I, yeah, I, I mean, Danico is a big dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it'll it'll strictly be he'll flex out to that that outside edge for for a pass rush. I don't think he'll be dropping in coverage. Maybe they use Weaver to that some way, or they just they take a different approach. Uh, I mean, I think I, you know, looking at the three, uh, the three guys I think that you kind of have in line to replace Landry's production are Danico, uh, Rashad Weaver, and, and Ola. Ola's yeah. kind of the most similar body type. Sure, sure. Um, you know the the athletic build. I, I, you know, we talked about it on the pod last year. I loved watching Ola out there rushing the passer. I thought it was fun to watch. Um, but if he can, you know, if he can be able to drop in coverage some, I think he'll get more defensive snaps. And I think it's obvious too that last season was the was the proof of it. Ninety one players, and you know, the defense didn't really skip a beat. So because yeah. you lose one guy, and again, this is a this is a a star on your defense. Um, I don't think it's time to panic yet. Um, I hope this is not a situation where you lose Harold Landry and then, you know, there's no pass rush at all. I don't see that happening. Scared. I'm scared, though, man. I, and there, I think there's a reason to be. I don't think yeah. – Rashad Weaver, if he's the guy that you really think he is and we think he is, um, there's so much potential there. I, I, I think the Titans will be okay. I still think it hurts, but if, cause you, if you had a fresh Weaver coming in to give Landry a break or, or Bud a break – um, then obviously it, it's going to help your entire defense out. But I think you're going to have both those guys have to step up immensely this season. Do you think we see uh, more big nickel? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of think so too. Big nickel, maybe even big dime at times to to try to get a little bit more coverage on the field as opposed to, you know, where Landry would typically have dropped into coverage there. You won't have that opportunity anymore. Now, do the Titans actually put Landry on injury reserve for the year? Yeah, I, I would I, think so. But I feel like I saw something. Or was it a – it was designated to return? I oh. swear I saw a tweet about this. I hate that I'm not prepared and I'm over here thinking about it. Um, I, I wouldn't – I mean, an ACL is effectively – he won't be – he won't be fully back till the middle of next season, you know? Maybe I saw it was a, a rumor. I don't know. I mean, hey, you're talking – he just signed that massive deal. You're talking 2024 until you see a full probably 100% Harold Landry again, if not the end of 2023. All right, so I was right. Harold Landry was placed on IR with a return designation. So they're hoping he can maybe, if it's not a so, full, full tear, be back for the playoffs or something. Maybe. Yeah. End of year type thing. Um, doubt it. Hi, I'm not going to bank on this. Highly side, doubt it. But I think that's a little telling. So, we shall see. But uh, it definitely sucks that you won't see 58 out there this season, uh, especially after the payday. But um, it is what it is, and the Titans can move on and um, get the production from, from elsewhere. I don't think uh, a free agent is, is, is going to happen. I think that would have happened already. Um, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Unless it's like three weeks in and it's awful, and then they end up trading for somebody. They did bring in um, – uh, is it Tus- Tuska from the Steelers? Yeah, Terry yeah. Tuska. Tuska. Mm-hmm. That's, a hard, that's a hard one to pronounce by looking he's at it at first glance. Yeah, he no, does. I, I said this on our test group, but I, you know, I think I think he's knowing that he's like 
a special teams guy primarily so far throughout his first two seasons. I think he's going to take some of those special team snaps from Ola to get Ola more defensive snaps. I'm okay with Ola on defense. I really am. I too. Oh, I am too. Would you Would you rather have Ola or Dylan Cole on defense? Oh, Ola in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. It? Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um. All right, so the boys are playing. Like I said, the New York Giants um, on Sunday, three twenty-five kickoff on Fox. Yeah, but weird, weird way. Not on TBS and not noon. It's a weird way to start the season. Very odd. It's it's not the norm. Uh, but I want to kind of get in. I'll talk about the, the Giants for a second. Uh, this is a team that has Daniel Jones as the quarterback. I, I don't. They did not pick up his fifth year option, so this would be the last. It's the last year of, of Daniel Jones' contract, so he's playing for a contract. I think the writing's on the wall there. I think they're going to move on from Daniel Jones next season, uh, regardless. But I do think looking at their their roster on paper, guys, it's not as bad as you actually think it, it would be. Like I think the Giants have a have a possibility of beating teams like the Titans. Um, teams that that should you know beat the Giants, the Giants could could slip up and beat a lot of these teams. Um, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and I know Kenny Galladay is not the guy they they, they signed, but you know yeah. you have a bounce back year. Kenny Galladay is you know we saw what he did in Detroit. Um, a lot of height this year. Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, um, and then the, the line. Erling, who is questionable for Sunday, by the way. Yeah, Andrew Thomas. All right, left tackle, Evan Neal at right tackle. Those are two standout tackles. Yeah. On the left and right end, man. That's that's incredible that they have both those guys. Uh now your defense. Now uh Kayvon Thibodeau probably not playing Sunday and Aziz Ojalari probably not playing Sunday. So that's gonna help out NPF uh yeah. in his yeah. game. That that's huge. But you have Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, uh a familiar face, Adoree Jackson in the secondary, Xavier McKinney, and Aaron Robinson. Um, so it, on paper, it's not a terrible roster. What gets me more than the roster is the fact that I think Brian Dayball has a chance to be a very good head coach. I think so too. More than anything. And I think that's, what's going to have them more ready than if this was Joe judge, I wouldn't necessarily be that worried, but the fact that it's Dayball, he's going to want to come in. He's going to want to ball out in his first game. Wink Martindale is their defense coordinator. Now who the Titans have seen many times when he was in Baltimore's defense coordinator. So there's some familiarity there with the Titans on their defense and their defense on the Titans offense. But the fact that they have a solid coaching staff is what gets me more than their roster. Dayball is an offensive mind. I think he wants exactly for Saquon, for Galladay, for Tony. I mean, even for Daniel Jones. I mean, the, the, if if Daniel Jones can can spread the ball around and give all those guys the ball um, and be productive with that. I mean, it, a guy we didn't even mention uh, that we've been all talking about for a week now, Darius Slayton, mm-hmm. uh, be a free agent or at least get traded. Uh, he's their wide receiver four. So, if if their offense can click, they could be a, a sneaky fun team to watch throughout the year. Yeah, For sure. I mean, it's it's definitely going to take a, a an offensive minded head coach, I think, to get anything sure. out of of Daniel Jones. Um, but it, it very well could happen this year. You know, maybe Daniel Jones gets a big extension after this season. Who knows? Mm, I think Who knows? Nothing but a back. Stranger right. things have happened. Yeah, for sure. But Who's better, I, Mitch Trubisky or Daniel Jones? Oh God, um, I'd probably take the upside of Daniel Jones. I would too. 
Yeah, I think you. Uh, yeah, I think by now you know what you get with Trubisky, and I mean this guy's still in a battle for. Um, I th- I think he's going to start Sunday, but um, now how long? How how short is his leash? You know, yeah. right? When do they pull the plug on on that and, and throw and pick it? Uh, Daniel Jones has Tyrod Taylor behind him, so I don't think the the Giants are in any rush to throw in Tyrod. Well, the Titans don't know how to play against Tyrod though, so it's true. So, Will be cool to see Adore Jackson back. Yeah, well, big, big Adore guy. Yep, always will be. Didn't pan out here, but a lot of those, a lot of those draft picks didn't. So I don't, I don't want to hate <laughs> Not his fault, or is it his fault? Both. A little bit of both. Um, it's not his fault that he was put in on a fourth down play in Arizona. They hadn't practiced trying to win the game at wide receiver. I do think this is a good test of the Titans week one, uh, assuming they win um, and, and play well against a solid team. Because you guys, you guys got to think in week two, they're on the road against arguably the NFL's best team in the Bills, Monday Night Football. So if they can start the season off 1 0, it'd be huge. You, I mean, is it a must win? You would have to think so. Because, I, mean, I mean, we've talked about the roster before. I it's mean, you're going to be fighting with them for playoff positioning. It's so, not, yeah. yeah, yeah. After uh, week one, so you play at Buffalo, and then you get the Raiders at home, who supposedly will win double digit games, and then on the road against Indy. So, bro, it's. I mean, it's not easy, man. Not at all. Yeah, it's a must win. I'm I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of that point too. Again, going back to what we're talking about, I just hope it's not a letdown. I hope they come out and look good. They're productive on offense. Um, another year with Downing, another year with um um Bowen, sorry. And, and, and so I I just hope they look a lot better than they did last year. That's all you can hope for. But should be exciting. Hopefully the rain holds off. Hey, if it doesn't, you know what that means. More Derrick Henry. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point, Chris. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's go game predictions real quick. Um, again, yeah, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, we're gonna, we never give an actual game prediction because we always think the Titans will win the game. That's just they a, should. Titans should go 17 and 0 every single They year. should. Now, will they? Obviously not. But they should win every game. Um, so, we usually just do a bold prediction here if you're new to the podcast, um, what we think will happen. Um, I'm going to start real quick because you just talked about it. Chris, if you had a guess, how many yards does Derrick Henry average in week one? Probably like 70. 52 yards. Whew. So week one is not his his best game. So no, he, he's a, he's an engine, man. He gets rolling. and once it, He's got to get up to speed as the season goes on. But this will be the year. He starts the year off hot and puts all those Jonathan Taylor – you know, simps to bed week one. Okay. I'm going to say Derek rushes for 125 on Sunday. And with or without the rain, he starts the year off hot. That's all I'm going with. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to shake things up a little bit, get a little bold here. Uh, I'm going to go with the rookie wide out. Traylon Burks is going to have over 75 yards receiving. Oh, that's close to mine. 
Are we doing offensive and defensive, or how many are we doing? Just one. Just one. One. Um, okay, Roger McCreary will have an interception in his first career NFL game. Love that. Yeah. Are we surprised? And I get it. It was an unofficial depth shot, but are we surprised that McCreary's starting over Caleb Farley? No, I'm not. I'm not. Are we Man. disappointed in Caleb Farley? No, no. I mean, he's, he's still coming back from an ACL. I mean, it hadn't even been a year. <laughs> and a back surgery yeah, and everything else I mean, he's had. And he looked good in preseason. I mean, I, I don't think it's a situation where they're they're thinking like, man, this guy's going to bust. I think it's a situation where he's going to continue to work his way back, continue to work, and, and then he'll – I mean, I think he sees the field Sunday. I think he gets – Absolutely. I think he gets a ton of snaps. Um, but – yeah, I don't. I don't think it's disappointing. And kind of going back to it, you know, is the McCur- is McCurry a, a Farley insurance if Farley does not pan out? Are we are we are we, are we, are we more upset with Robinson for again wasting a first round draft pick on a on a risk, or will we be happy that it panned out with McCurry? Or a little Elijah bit. Moore, Elijah Moore was sitting right there. Listen, I, a lot of guys are sitting right there. This is the deepest cornerback group I think the Titans have had in a very long time. Very long time, I agree. Probably since uh, that MMCMB days. And I think, yeah, and I think you're going to need all of them. Um, it's uh, I I think Fal- Molden's going to see a ton of ton of field this year. I think Fulton obviously uh, is CB one and is going to continue to be a stud in my opinion. Um, but maybe McCreary's just incredible. You know, maybe it's a situation where they drafted this guy thinking, oh, this, you know, he'll be fine, at, you know, as insurance for Farley. But then they saw him on the field and they're like, oh, man, this guy's really freaking good. And I hope that's the case. So do you think it's insurance for Farley? What if Farley ends up being what we think he can be? Is it insurance for Molden? Because they're not quite sure that Molden is what they thought he was going to be. It's very possible. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily ha- see how you look at at his production on the field last year and think that he's at least not a part of the defense, right? Like Molden, he's yeah. Or oh, no, I like Molden, Molden for sure. Yeah, and it, so, but it, you know, maybe they don't want him being the primary nickelback. Maybe they want to transition him into that tight end eraser role or something. You know, um, that this is a team that'll use you know eight plus defensive backs a game, so. It was. I was just a thought. Uh, again, y'all know me. I'm a big Farley guy, but I, I'm. I'm not nervous yet. I just. I just. I don't. I, mean, I don't think there's any need to be nervous you? at all I, right now. I think you are a little nervous, nervous right yet. now. I'm not. I not think yet. You are. I not think yet. You are. Not yet. But if 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 he if he if McCree gets a significant amount of snaps over Farley in the first few weeks, and I'll start to get nervous a little bit because I just think I think Farley. When healthy, and again, this is the guy they drafted. When healthy, the body size, the prototype, the skill the speed, set he has, the speed, <sighs> everything about that guy is top five cornerback. Like that is a Jalen Ramsey, JC Jackson conversation kind of guy, 100%. But when you're getting beat out by Roger McCurry, a rookie, and your second year, and again, like you said, Chris, he's coming off the ACL, he's got the injury, but th- that's, that's the fear to me a little bit is will it continue with the injuries? I hope not. I hope this is that finally the the turning point of um. Uh, there's no more injuries. He's the healthiest he's ever been. He gained the weight. He put on the muscle. 
the Farley season, bounce back season's here. I just want to see that. Like, I want to see that continue. He makes plays on Sundays week after week. And he's like, he's that, he's that, that focal point. Like, you have to keep your eyes on Farley because if not, he's going to, you know, make a play. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a point I was about to make too is he's, he's kind of changed his body. Um, so hopefully that helps um, with, with some of this, these health issues he's had. All right, before we get into our uh, record predictions and our ball prediction, this is the best time of the podcast, and that's Name That Titan. Y'all got any predictions? I'm excited. I'm hype. Any- I'm hype. No, I don't want to I don't want to make any predictions. I just want to guess. All right. Here we go. So this is the third week doing this Name That Titan. I will give hints of a former Titans player. Uh, it doesn't matter how long their tenure, tenure was here. It's just a guy I go find that I think I can stump these guys with. Uh, Chris is 1-0 on the season. Uh, we've done this game twice. Neither got it the first week, the second week. Uh, last week, Chris got it. So, if you've been paying attention. Uh, again, if you're listening to this in your car, on your headphones, play along with us. Um, yeah. It's a really, really fun game, I think. Um, I'm glad we're doing this. But, all right, we'll get started. Drafted by the Titans in 2012. 2012. Justin Hunter. Brett? I swear. I swear, Chris. I swear. Uh, Jerome Casey was drafted before that, but I'll just go. I'll just go with that. I swear. I think Chris might have gotten it. No. Okay, good. Man, that was I, such I don't want to get guess. it. I don't want to get it. That was such first. a good guess, though, the Chris. First drop. Take this next hint as you want, but I, I put I, – it's a hint for a reason. This player was drafted six spots ahead of Levante David. It's not going to help you a ton. Mm. Small hit. 2012. Drafted six spots ahead of Levante David. Bro, don't you dare look it up. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, bro, bro. I'm not. Come on. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Trust me more than that. Levante David, 2012. Hmm. All right. This next hint is really fun to me because I, I learned this about this player uh, when I when I looked it up. Wait, no, no guesses on that one though. I don't think it was. I, I have a guess, but I can't think of his name. So. Okay. I'll just roll with Lawan, but that's wrong. So, all right. He has an NFL record. He is tied for an NFL record for most interceptions returned for a touchdown in a single game. He had two. A single game? A single game. He had two. It's a. It's tied for an NFL record with another player for most interceptions returned for a touchdown in one game. Cody Sensabaugh. I thought that was going to be my guess. That was going to be my guess too. But this time, I think I got you. Uh, oh, no, hold on. Oh. hold on. You could put the hood on. <laughs> I got it. Y'all guess Cody Sensible. All right. So y'all, y'all wait on me. I thought y'all were guessing again. Okay. Oh, all right. Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? In 2016, he was a second team All Pro and made the Pro Bowl. 2016. 2016. 
He made the Pro Bowl and was a second-team All-Pro. He's got it. Out to Ron Vernon. It's not him. And I was shocked when I found out this player made the Pro Bowl. Kind of look it up again. Second-team All-Pro in 2016? 2016. I feel like Alton was a good guess. Was he? He was still with the Titans at that point. Four years in, I guess he'd have to be. This one may give it away at the end. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't don't be doing that yet. (laughs) It's just this college. It's not Lashawn Sims. Nope. Oh. Somebody is yelling on their at their radio right now. They are so mad. I mean, we should have it, but maybe they're not though. I don't, I don't want to go over on this one, bro. I want like I want like ninety hints. All right, I'm gonna give you his college now. Okay. Because I didn't know his first college before. Um, before looking this looking this up, I went to college at North Carolina. Let me run back through them. Yeah. North College, North Carolina. Drafted by the Titans in 2012. He was drafted six spots ahead of Levante David. That's the hint I'm giving you there. I don't, I don't think y'all – are y'all picking that hint up? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking that hint up. I just right. don't. Second team All-Pro and made the Pro Bowl, in, Pro Bowl in 2016, and he has an NFL record. He is tied for the most interceptions returned for a touchdown in a single game. It could be a set. I've just I've been thinking corners, but it could be a safety. It's a it's a linebacker. Oh no! You know what? You're right. I don't know why. It's 100 a linebacker, but I've a, automatically a lineback- been thinking. I've automatically been thinking D back the whole time for some reason. No man, linebacker. Dang, bro, okay, from that, North that Carolina. opened up my mind so much more now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a linebacker for sure. Oh, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta have a shot clock on this. No, no, no. We got to. We gotta get on the bowl predictions. We got to. Oh, all right. Final guess. Final guess. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his last name? What's his last name? It's not Zach Brown, is it? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. Zach Brown was a stud. Zach Brown. Good shit. Thank you. As the Finally. clock expired. <laughs> yeah, so oh, there you go, Brad. You stum- Thank you. You didn't let him stump us. Good job. Once you said linebacker, that opened it up because for some reason I automatically went D back, D back only. So 2012, they were playing the Jags, and he intercepted a pass by Henny, uh, Chad Henny, and returned it 79 yards, and then in the third quarter, returned a 30 yard touchdown. Love it. That's, That's so in his rookie year. Yeah, rookie year. Wow. The North, the, the North Carolina part helped me, honestly. Yeah. That was a good one. Let's go, man. Yeah, that was a really good I'm one. I'm hype. I'm hype. Nice. That was fun. All right, so to the most important part of this podcast, our bowl predictions. Now, we do this every single year. We keep up with our bowl predictions. Chris, like, again, has a spreadsheet for this stuff. We've been doing it since, what, 2019, Chris? 
2019. Now, our bold predictions, again, guys, these are high. This is not what we actually think will happen, but it is a long shot. If you are a betting man, like these are your long odds. Uh, this would be like betting on the Bears this year to win the Super Bowl. It's that kind of deal. Okay, these are long odds that we think could happen, and if they do happen, we'll write about it. But if they don't happen – I mean, and when you say we do three each, there were two right between all three of us in 19, two right between all three of us in 20, and we had three and a half right last year. What were the correct ones last year? Uh, Julio has – oh, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. We no, we didn't have any last year. What we had the records right, so there were two, oh, there were okay, two yeah. records right. That's what it was. Yeah. Reason, so. Oh, I guess we no, we have one right. Uh, you had <laughs> Titans defense top fourteen. Sorry, I didn't highlight it right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had we had one one right and then two records right. Okay. Really, one record right because Austin predicted the Super Bowl along with his. <laughs> uh, y'all ready? Yeah, let's I'm do in. it. You ready? Um, all right, <laughs> Brett, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, can this one because they're they're similar, so I don't want to split them up into separate ones. But so I'm going to say the Titans will have a top five rushing attack this year, and with that top five rushing attack. They'll have three running backs have more than 300 total yards mm. rushing. So, Derek, obviously, Hassan will be over 300, and Dontrell will also be over 300. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> and Joey Chestnut. All right. I like it. What else? Um, I'm going to say that the Titans in total – how many interceptions did they have last season? I'm trying to remember. Oh, dang it. Um, okay, let me skip that one while I look it up, if we can find it real quick. Um, Randy Bullock, uh, 94-plus percent field goal. I love that, actually. Barely anything this year. Um, and then uh, the Titans defense will have – trying to think of a number that's not too absurd, but um, the Titans defense will have – let's go with – No, let's go 13. 13 plus interceptions. Okay. All right. Um, Owen, what's your record prediction? I'm so nervous, man. Uh, I, I want to say, like, I don't want to be too down and say 10 and 7, but um let's go let's go 11 and 6. okay all right uh prediction number one for me i'm actually recycling one from last year because i think there's better odds that it happens this year (laughs) Um, titans will have at least two special teams touchdowns uh i think uh adding kyle phillips to the mix uh and dr hilliard on kit returns i think there's a little bit more potency there so um prediction number two titans are going to have a top three scoring defense they were sixth Ooh. last year so uh, an improvement there and then prediction number three derrick henry will break the single season rushing record whoa <laughs> that's a that's a hot take yeah. record 10 and 7 
I'm I'm still considering mine, Chris. So. Okay. Um. I'll start with the record, uh, guys. I really want to say nine and eight. Mm. I really, mm. do. but I'm gonna say ten and seven. I'll leave since both okay. y'all went ten and seven. I'm gonna leave mine at eleven and six. Okay. I'll go ten and seven, and I, I think I'm only going ten and seven because of coaching. I think they find ways to to win games they probably shouldn't. And they're probably going to find way lose games that they probably should win as well. There's probably so. I'm going to go ten to seven. Um, all right, the king himself. Uh, first off, is it is are we going to see Dreadhead Derek this year? I hope I think man. so. I think it's kind of legit. He's doing kind of legit. It's different. Oh man, I I'm stoked. It's a dope look. I kind of like it too. I wonder if he sticks with it. I wonder if it, I wonder if it, he changes it up for the season. Um. King Henry, I don't know if he, he he breaks the record, Chris, but he does lead the league in rushing for the third straight year. That's gonna happen. Yeah, the last four. Is it not- three? Three last four. I had the rushing title last year. Yeah, because of the injury. Okay, well that doesn't count. <laughs> three last four. You're right. Um, Traylon Burks has over a thousand yards receiving. Okay. AJ, AJ Brown got close his rookie season, and I think they're going to need more out of uh, Traylon Burks this, this year than what they had to have at AJ Brown his rookie season. That's asking a lot. It, it is. Uh, but there's a there's a strong He's an NFL player. In high NFL player. Out of Traylon Burks right now. Good call, Chris. So uh, he's going to be starting as a rookie. And I think, too, as the. As these years goes on, there's so many of the receivers that come out that make an impact right away. You see your Jamar Chases, your Justin Jeffersons. Uh, there's others down that list, but I think Burks can have that kind of impact because we're gonna they're gonna need him uh, for yeah. sure. I I I I can only hope that uh, Burks gets more targets in this offense than AJ Brown did some games. Um, so I'm gonna go with that, and then I debated on which division. I wanted to talk about here. I think last year I said that the Chris, if you look at it, I think one of my predictions was the Titans would sweep the AFC South, and I think they went five and one. Right? You said they win all six division games. Yep. Yeah, freaking close. I think that this is a year. I think the Colts could sneak them one game. I, I think we've had their number a few last couple years, uh, so I think they want some vengeance. I think the Colts could get could get one game of the Titans. So I didn't want to go there, and I think the Jags could also. Sneak one in. I think they'll have a much better year under Doug Peterson. So I didn't want to go that. I didn't want to go six and zero clean sweep the AFC South. So I'm going to go a clean sweep that starts Sunday of the NFC. <laughs> you know how nice, bro. That's a that's a so listen, little division this they year. They did it in 2018. Okay, remember that year? Uh, they beat the Redskins at the at the time. Beat them at home. Uh, I think that was to clinch the playoffs at the end. That was the Josh Norman Taylor of the one. That was that. And then I went to the game in Dallas. They won that Monday Night Football, had that crazy uh, walk-off win against the Eagles, and then they go into to MetLife and just destroy the Giants. The shutout game. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. They held Saquon to 31 yards, I think, that that, that game. Um, so I'm going to go – they do it again, and they sweep the NFC East. Um, I like it. So those are my three. 
I think last year, dude, I said they were going to sweep the NFC West, and they got blown out week one to the Cardinals. Yeah, AFC West. Did. Yeah, I do remember that. Or NFC West, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so was 2018 the last time? I believe it was the Titans and the Giants saw each other. Yep. Uh, so, wow, man. Some of these names that were on these rosters then. Um, Austin, you're correct. They held Saquon Barkley 14 carries for 31 yards. Yeah. Uh, Eli Manning went 21 for 44, 229 yards and a pick. Marcus Mariota, 12 of 24 yards. Uh, 88? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Derrick Henry – uh, went one for one for six yards. And then uh, Derrick Henry, also that game, had uh, 33 carries for 170 yards and two scores. Would you like to guess who the Titans' second leading receiver in that game was? Oh, uh, yes, actually. Um, you said 2018? Yep. I'll tell you this. Corey Davis was the leading receiver. Three receptions for 33 yards. If you can give me the second – Give me the second and the third leading receivers for the Titans that game. Taze Sharp? No, he had one catch for six yards. He was ah. fifth. Deion Lewis was fourth, three for nine. All right. So what? Okay. John, John U. Smith. Smith did not have a catch that game. Yeah. Delaney Walker. I don't think it was that easy. Uh, is that the year Delaney got? No, that was 17. That was 17. Huh. But you're, you have the correct position. Anthony Ferkser? No, he wouldn't have been here in 18. No. Nope. Fasano? That's another good guess. I don't know. Michael Pruitt. Uh, Michael Pruitt was seventh. He was sixth in that one. He had one catch for two yards. Uh, there's, uh, another, there's another tight end. I don't know. Two receptions for 27 yards. The Titans' second leading receiver that game was Luke Stalker. <laughs> I would have never guessed it. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And then, do you want to guess third leading receiver? Do you want me to tell you? Tell me. Uh, Taewon Taylor, two receptions, 17 yards. Wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Kendrick Lewis led the team in tackles. No idea. Crazy. I don't even remember that name. No. Kendrick he Lewis? Had nine, yeah, nine total tackles, seven solo, one tackle for a loss, one pass deflection. Defensive. He back. had to have been filling in on defensive line. Line? With a def- well, I don't know, man. Adore was the second leading tackler of that game. Here, let me here. I'll tell you, Kendrick Lewis um, was safety. I thought so. So, so Sip had to be out there in that game, probably. Yeah. Right. Ricaro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, you remember Sharif Finch? He was on here too. Yeah. yeah. Sharif Finch when he played. The names uh, on here. Hey. Former Titan B.W. Wade played for the Giants in that game. That was a dark time, too. That Waffle House sleeve. <laughs> uh, I like our predictions. I think they're a little bit – they're not as bold as we've done in the past. I think we're kind of learning. We're trying to stay a little bit uh, more consistent with it. and not, We're not trying to say, oh, Ryan Tannehill is going to win MVP. <laughs> That's just- I, think, I think every one of these are attainable. Uh, I mean – I think so. I had I had Derrick Henry went in breaking the single season rushing records, probably the most out there, but it's also Derrick Henry, and I'll never doubt him. So, no, you can't doubt him. Ever. I just, I think, um, I think he's motivated. I really do. I think he hears the noise of the Taylor buzz, and I think he's he's motivated from last year. I think, I think him and Tannehill both are. I really think they both, dude. If Derrick Henry's motivated, man, please just watch out, dude. Holy cow. Yep. I mean, holy cow. 
And I think it starts Sunday. He's a buck twenty-five at least. He's gonna start the season off right. And uh yeah, Chris, he'll be on his way. He'll have a good start to your to your single season rushing record prediction. Um, I can't wait for Sunday for one single reason alone. Again, it may rain, but I don't give a shit. You know why? Three, three six, six mafia, mafia is playing at halftime. We run it. If that doesn't get you hype, I don't know what does. <laughs> There's gonna be so many I mean, people I'm, thinking like I've never heard who is Three Six Mafia. Who are they? What what do they go say? listen to them? Are they new? Are they a TikTok? Uh, are they the most them? the most influential hip hop group of all time. It is going to be so you much so? fun to watch them. Was, music, rap music would not be have any of the stuff it has right now. Tra- the trap stuff, any of that for them. Yep. they're up there. I don't. I don't. Yeah, Memphis music wouldn't be the same. Nothing would, man. A- <laughs> Triplet flow, all of that. They created it all, and that's what people don't realize. Is there is there a Pop Smoke, King Von, Lil Dirk without Three Six Mafia? No, no, probably not. There's no Migos. Drake's Migos heavily influenced one. by Memphis rap, especially Three Six. Yeah, bro. He, Drake low key is a he's got a good Memphis scene, honestly. I mean, his dad's from Memphis, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm excited. Kendrick, that. Kendrick even grew up on Three Six Mafia. He says it. He says they're a huge influence to him. So you know, shout out that's two of the two of the biggest rappers in the game. We're right going from talking uh, Titans to, to to Memphis rap. I love it. <laughs> Never know what you're getting on this podcast. Um, again, I cannot wait next to talk next week about this. I'll give you the recap and the pre- uh, preview for Monday Night Football against the Bills. Uh, but first, let's focus on these Giants. Uh, I'm excited. Week one is here, boys. I'm excited to. Follow our fantasy seasons all year long. I know you guys are in some leagues. I'm in some leagues. I'm in so many leagues, man. I don't even know what to say. Uh, Like seven plus. What? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, I didn't say no to anybody. I didn't say no to anybody. I did three, and I'm thinking – I kind of want to do one more, but three three was my – No, I'm good at the one. Chris is a one and done kind of guy. Yeah. You guys them all night if you want to do another draft. No. You're Mm -hmm. in another one? No, I'm talking about – like the draft starts tomorrow. Oh, not the draft. Oh, yeah, the yeah. game. You have until the game starts tomorrow. No, I'm done. Sitting, uh, sitting pretty at one. Let's finish this real quick. Super Bowl predictions. Titans twenty and zero. Um, write that down, Chris. Put that in the. <laughs> Eight forty um, p.m. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Packers Bills. Ooh, Packers. I'm gonna go. That's. Say the Bills, man. Listen, my I don't want to because everybody's picking them, and I actually don't think they make it. I'm just I'm picking the Bills as the as the safe pick. I think it could be a Chargers or Ravens. Hell, it could be the Chiefs. The Ravens. I think I think um, I'm, they could do I'm, it. But... I'm going Packers Chiefs. I think this is the year Rogers finally does it, man. I'm trying to think of another NFC team, man, that could Buck, I mean Rams. Yeah. I thought about that too. I thought I, I, I toyed with Packers or Bucks. Could this be the year that that Brady wins another one, rides off the sunset, and we're done hearing about it? My prediction, uh I one of my uh NFL hot takes was Brady has his worst statistical year, so I can't go with that. I could bro, I could see that, Chris. I just, I'm not I lying. I cannot man. see him going out like that, man. 
I think he's. I think he's. I don't know all if those the right weapons coach that he has now with all the weapons in Tampa. He might bro. I'm not saying he's gonna suck, but I could see it, Chris. Um, but let me go to the NFC, man. That's a hard one. Loaded. Let me go. Bills. I'll go Bills Bucks. I don't think that's gonna be it. I really don't. But that's 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 what I'm going with right now. Because it's just so hard. It's so hard to get back there again if you're the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, 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 I think the uh, they can do it, but y'all know me, man. I love, I love Trey Lance. I think he can, he can make that leap. Um, I just don't know if there's enough of the of the second tier NFC teams that can like. I don't think the Vikings can necessarily get there this year. Eagles, uh, the Saints aren't getting there. What'd you say? Eagles, Cowboys, Saints. Eagles, Cowboys. They're not quite getting there yet. I think the 49ers are right there with them. So if it's Comes down to the Bucks, Rams, Packers. Honestly, I think so too. I think so too. I'm uh, I'm excited for it, man. Football's back. I know we've been watching college football these last couple weeks. Um, Go balls! Go balls! This week, bro, I should mute you right now. <laughs> Podcast. Hey, you got a big game too. Hey, Vane's got a huge got game. Tennessee has a big game. Are you going? Are you going? I'll, be there. I'll be there. Oh, bro, that's hype. I kind of want to go. I'll be there. I'm excited, that's man. Hype. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I never thought I'd say this since Jay Cutler, but uh, Vandy has a quarterback that I'm having a Uh, lot of fun watching. Mike Wright is fun to watch, man. Yeah, he's been awesome. He is fun to watch. Yep. Uh, I can only hope they pull off the upset Sunday or Saturday. Hey, Chris, Chris, do you pull off the upset on Saturday? No chance. Zero (laughs) absolute chance that happens. I know you want to have it, Chris. The fan. It's probably not going to happen. Hell no. It's probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen, I don't think, either. <laughs> I think you're going to see a 45-17 kind of game. I don't think so. I, I think it'll be a little closer than no, that. No, I think, I think it's a I blowout think, in the first half, and then it's close in the second half because Bama lets up. I think it's probably a multi-score loss, but I don't think it's a I think I think the real shocker would be if, if Texas covers. What's the spread? Well, that's what I said it was 20. Hmm. See, like I could see it being like fifty-one twenty-seven, something like that. Like, yeah, it's honestly. it's an even twenty right now. Like, like, like they're going into halftime and it's like twenty to three, twenty-four six. Final All right, here's what I'm but saying: but Texas covers. Texas, Texas covers. covers. Really That's fair. That's right, fair. I'll give you that. Chris. I'll give you that. I like it. All right. Again, we'll see you, boy. See y'all next week. Uh, get us on Twitter at Second Victory. Make sure you follow the pod. Uh, get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, tell your friends the way that we can build this podcast. If you let all your friends know, all your Titans friends, the people you tailgate with, the people your coworkers are Titans fans, get them on this podcast. Have them listening and have them download and subscribe to these pods. We appreciate your support more than you know. My name is Austin Nelson for Brett Bachelor for Chris Carter. Hi, no. Tighten up. Tighten up.